Please take your seat wherever you are. Take your seat. Tonight we're going to look at a very powerful teaching. I pray that it blesses you and uh, it puts you on your toe. The year is wrapping up. We are in the 11th month of the year. And um, about some few days from 60 days, let's say 50 54 days, 55 days, or something. And the year is running very fast. It's almost wrapping up. It's almost wrapping up. And that doesn't mean that God has finished what he wants to do with us. But at this point, there must be some kind of urgency. There there must be some kind of speed. There must be some kind of alertness. In us, and um, God sent me to bring you a very powerful message this evening. So I'm preaching on the subject, or I'm teaching, it can be teaching and preaching. I'm teaching on the subject activating God's visitation. Activating God's visitation. Exodus chapter 2. Verse 23 to 25. Exodus chapter 2, verse 23 to 25. From the King James Version, the Bible says, And it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died. And the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried. And their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Verse 25. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. Let's read another version, if we have any other version. Exodus 2, 23 to 25. Now, after a long time, the king of Egypt came to his end, and the children of Israel were crying in their grief under the weight of their work, and their cry for help came to the ears of God. Verse 24. And at The sound of their weeping, the agreement, the covenant, the agreement which God had made with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob came to his mind. He remembers, say, activating God's visit. Verse 25, he said, And God's eyes were turned to the children of Israel, and he gave them the knowledge of himself. Give me the message version of what we read from the yes so many years later the king of egypt died the israelites groaned under their slavery and cried out their cries for relief from their hard labor ascended to god verse 24 and god listened to their groanings we are talking about the visitation of god god remembered his covenant with abraham 
with Isaac and with Jacob. Verse 25. God saw what was going on with Israel. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, part of November. A lot of us have put in a lot of activities. And we, are, we all had expectations from the beginning of the year. And sometimes there are spillovers from last year, sometimes five years ago, ten years ago, expectations. And we're going to see an expectation that lasted for over 400 years in the lives of a people. And we're going to see at what point did God visit. There are many opportunities that God wants to bring our way in order for him to visit us. And those opportunities, normally we don't pay attention to them. God does not forget his people. That one you have to note it. God does not forget his people. We will get to understand what it means for the Bible to say that, and God remembered them. Now, everything was all right with the people of Israel. You, you remember how they went to Egypt. As a Bible student, you should know. How did Israel go into Egypt? There was famine in Israel. And they went looking for grain. And then when they went, that is what happened. They got stuck. And Joseph also went there. So they got there and they started, they settled. And they were in Egypt. But God had given a word concerning the day he would deliver them. I'm giving you a background. Because all of us are spiritual Israelites. And we find ourselves some way, somehow, in the situation that Israel found themselves. So sometimes when you are reading the Bible, it may look like it's talking to an ancient country. But it is actually you and I that are there. Now, they were under a very wicked leadership. And year or generation upon generation... Since it was over 400 years, that means a number of generations have passed. Generations were aged at 400 years. It became 120 years, became 100 years. It became 70 years. It's now around 40 years. And some even claim 10 years can be a whole generation. But 10 years seems small. Now, I think the most accepted band is 40 years. Because by 40 years, a parent can see his children and maybe his children's children. Are you here? So generations have passed and leadership of Egypt has also passed. But a time came where the people realized that this kind of power they are under is not making them fulfill their destiny. So the Israelites remembered a covenant between Abraham and God, Isaac and God, and Jacob and God. God has said he was going to deliver them at a certain point. But sometimes you ask yourself, why would God allow his people to suffer? Why the 400 years? 
And they were not just days or seconds, 400 years. It means that if you were alive when God was giving the promise, you are not going to live to see the deliverance. 400 years. The people of Israel were enjoying Egypt until a new king came who did not know Joseph. So leadership is very important. Who leads you? Who rules you? Who leads a nation is very important because the leadership determines what the people can achieve. So Israel were okay until a pharaoh rose up who did not know Joseph. And then before this situation happened, Israel were, though they were under captivity and they, are, they were under slavery, they were okay. They were prospering. Let's go to Exodus chapter 1 verse 7. Exodus chapter 1 verse number 7. Help me quickly. We'll do a lot of scripture reference, please. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty. And the land was filled with them. That means before this Pharaoh rose up, the Israelites were increasing. They were prospering. Everything was going well until a new leader was raised. You must be careful who leads you you must be careful who influences you because what influences you will determine where you will find yourself in your tomorrow. So, how was it possible that Israel was prospering in a foreign land and under slavery? That is where the grace of God comes in. I pray that wherever you find yourself, may you flourish. May you flourish in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, may no difficult situation cripple your prosperity in Jesus' name. Even in slavery, the people were being, they were fruitful, they were increasing, they were waxing stronger, they were multiplying. And that became a problem to the people of Egypt. I'm building a background. Then the new king came, verse 8 to verse 10. Verse 8 to 10. 8 to 10. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. A new king arose who did not know Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Verse 10. Come on, let us deal wisely with them. Let, lest they multiply and it come to pass. And it came to pass that when they fallen out, any war or there, when there is a war, they will outnumber us, they will beat us, they join with our enemies and fight against us. So let's get them up out of the land. So this Pharaoh came and he didn't know Joseph, he didn't know what had happened, he didn't know what Joseph did for the kingdom of Egypt. Are you following? I want you to follow the background. Now, we must note that the state of a leader determines what comes out of the people. If you are under a wicked leader, so suddenly a pharaoh came up and became wicked. He changed everything 
So now the people were restricted. You cannot go here. You cannot have this number of children. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. Because if he doesn't do that, the Israelites will keep multiplying. And one day, foreigners will take over the land. So he came with a wicked plot. He wanted to oppress God's people in verse 15 to 16. All this I'm doing is a background. I'll take you somewhere. Just follow. Teaching service is different from main service. You have to understand in teaching service, we try to build you to become a Christian. So it's not preaching, you don't know. It's taking the thing one after the other for you to understand. So it's like we are walking through the scripture. Verse 15, he said, And the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of the one was Shifra, and the name of the other was Pua. So look at the plot. And he said, When ye do the office of midwife to the... Give me a subversion. It's delaying me. When you are looking after the Hebrew women in childbirth, if it is a son, you are to put him to death. But if it is a daughter, she may go on living. This was a demonic strategy to reduce the influence of Israel on the land of Egypt. Why? Because the males carry the authority and the power, the strength of the Israelites. He said, if you see the strength of the Israelites, kill it. Don't allow the strength of Israel to multiply. So Pharaoh rose, a Pharaoh rose up who came against the strength of Israel, who came against the glory of Israel. Have you realized that it is a man that carries the name of a family? So he said, if you see a male child, kill him. Because if there are no males, <laughs> there cannot be more children. Are you, are you, are you following it was a strategy to destroy the strength of Israel. Sometimes you find yourself in a, in a stage of life that the enemy plots to weaken your strength. Because strength is everything about life. If they can weaken the strength of the Israelites, they can cause them to yield to their desires and let them not have the guts no wonder when God delivered Israel, he took them through a long journey before they went to cross and get to the wilderness, hey, the promised land. Because they may not have the strength to fight as warriors. They've been slaves for 400 and something years. What they've never fought before, they've never gone to war before, all they have done was to take instructions to, to, to build, to grow um, agriculture, and be paid, if they are supposed to be paid 10 times, they pay them one part. Because you are a slave. So, when you see that the people are giving birth, <laughs> midwives, kill the male bones. Look at what happened in the verse 17 to 20. But the midwives feared God and did not, and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them. But save the men, children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, 
Why have you done this? And let the male children go on living. Verse 19. And they said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egypt women, for they are strong and the birth takes place before we come to them. God heard the, the request of the king. And God sent an anointing on the Hebrew women that even before they will feel the push, the baby will come out for that season. So don't get pregnant and when you get there, they say they have to do CS and say, I am a Hebrew woman, please. <laughs> it was because God had what Pharaoh wanted to do and he stopped them. He, 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 he wanted to prove to Pharaoh that you are a king, but I am the king of kings. I rule over you. So before the midwives would say, Jack, the Hebrew women would deliver. By the time your enemy would strike, you would have gone ahead of him. By the time they want to stop you, you would have gone ahead of them. The enemy does not know more than your God. In the name of Jesus. By the time they were planning, God had gone ahead. I pray that may God go ahead of you. I pray that may God go ahead of your enemies. I pray that before they set the plan, you would have been ahead of them in the name of Jesus. Whatever they orchestrate to, to, to truncate the glory of God over your life, I pray that the Lord himself will turn it for your favor. It will turn for your favor. May God visit you mightily in a way that you have never thought before. When they plotted to diminish the male children, God sent an anointing on his children. May God fight your battle for you. May the anointing of God rest upon your life. That which should have destroyed you. May God use it to advance your cause. The stumbling block ahead of you. May God turn it into steps into your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Your enemies don't know everything about you. Now Pharaoh was plotting and he didn't know that Israel had another, another grace. You know, sometimes some people can be in power and they feel too powerful. But they don't know that they don't have all the power. Yes, Pharaoh, you have the power to make a decree. But God... Listen, your enemies don't know everything about you. They don't know where you are coming from. They don't know where you are going. They don't know what you are made up of. They don't know what anointing is upon your life. They don't know what purpose God brought you into this world. Pharaoh thought that he had all the apparatus of Egypt to bring down the children of God. But he didn't know that these people were unique. I, I'm going to open your eyes. Listen, you have to desire for God's visitation. When you start working with God, you must desire for visitations, encounters. You cherish the relationship we have with God, but you must desire encounters. You must desire personal encounters. You must desire personal experiences. You must desire God because until you desire him, you can never have a visitation from him. When you put your mind off from God, you can never have encounters with him. 
And listen to me, I've not seen any strong Christian. I have not seen any successful Christian journeying the Christian walk without encounters with God. You need encounters. Your Christian walk is not strong until you have personal encounters with God. And that's why we are talking about provoking God's visit. How to provoke God's visit. And I'm giving you this background because this picture paints a lot about all of us. They were in a state that they needed a change. Listen, when you come to the point where you need to experience God, you need to have a desire for God. We are not experiencing God because we don't desire the supernatural again. And when we say the supernatural, I'm not talking about a wind. I'm, not talking, I'm talking about a deep connection to God. A deep knowing. A deep experience with God. And you have to, you see, when you begin to have encounters with God, you will not be afraid of life again. No demon. No, no, no challenge. No difficulty. No problem will be able to stop you from working with God because you have, you, are, you have encountered. No, one day somebody told me that he will never go to Israel to go and see anything. Why? Because he has too much proof of God that he doesn't need to go and see this is the tomb, this is the... You need a personal encounter with God. After you become born again, that is actually the first point of contact you had with God, spiritually. Apart from that, you need tangible, I can, I, if I should start recounting my encounters with God with you, it would take us maybe no less than three hours. Three solid hours. Real encounters with God, with the supernatural. Real. Where sometimes... I will fast and pray and I'll feel too anointed and I'll come and test God. I'll be walking in our community. They've given light off. I say, I want to feel whether I feel the anointed. I say, God, let the light come. In a few seconds, the light comes. I say, wow, that thing works. But you have to desire. Have a deep desire. A strong desire. Encounters, you, you, can, you can be sleeping and before you realize, you are leaving your body. It is not like somebody has come to sit there and say, what, munuku? No, no, no. Instead of having munuku, your, your spirit must be, must be carried by the spirit of the Lord. And it doesn't come when you don't think about it. You have to desire it. That God, I want to know you. I want, I want a change of story. When God visits you in your problem and you communicate with him, it lives with, it, it, it lives with you forever. Because then you can survive the storm. Why? Because God has given you a sure word. Encounters are critical in your work with God. Because it makes you know who you are. It makes you know what you are made up of. It makes you know. Encounters. 
a brother was sick, a pastor was sick, and he died. When he died, his spirit was taken to heaven. Whilst they were driving him in, a, in his car to the hospital, and even they got to the hospital and put drips on him, he was dead. He had gone to heaven, and when he got there, a lot of people were coming, like people were being ushered into heaven. I said, I said oh, heaven, when you see heaven, you won't want to come back. He said, people were, people were arriving on that day. There was heavy arrival. And that time, there was a tsunami somewhere. Then when they came to him, the pastor is still alive. I don't want to mention his name. When they came to him and they looked at, he, he wanted to check in. So the, the security man, he said, very strong man at the, at the gate, looked at the list and said, no, your time is not up. So go back. He didn't want to come back. But they said, go back. Your time is not up. If you were that pastor, would you ever doubt? Though you have read in the Bible, we, don't, we, we are not doubting the Bible. Okay? Who doubts the Bible here? I don't doubt the Bible. But do you doubt there is a Holy Spirit? No. But just imagine in the morning you are, you are doing your devotion. When you do a clean devotion for a long time, the Holy Ghost will manifest himself in one of your devotions. He will come. You can't prepare an atmosphere for God and he won't come. He will come. He, he, he won't. Listen, encounters are this. You have to desire it. it. It builds your spirit. It makes your judgments right. It, 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 it changes something about you. you. You'll be more eternal than mortal. You'll be more eternal than mortal. So how do, like, you see, you, oh God, I don't know how to put it, but I'm, I'm trying to help myself to fabricate all I'm saying. They were trapped and they needed an encounter. A prophesy over your life that the plans of Pharaoh will not work against you. Yeah. He had a plan, but he didn't know that it's not everybody that dies by his plan. You will survive every scheme of the enemy. May the God of wonders visit you in the mighty name of Jesus. You, you see, the, did God know about the opp oppression? Yes. We saw it in the um, Exodus chapter 2, verse 25. Message version. It was clearly stated. Quickly. Message version 25. Exodus 2, 25. Clearly stated. And God saw what was going on with Israel. So does God know what I'm going through? Yes, he knows. The most difficult times we have seen in our lifetime are these times. Yeah, difficult times. The complexities of our Christian work and real life and achievements and visions are in its worst state ever. 
Now the oppression of Pharaoh magnified so much that the people began to do something that would provoke heaven. In your problem, there is something you got to do. Our problems don't arouse God. Our problems don't provoke God. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him from them all. God is a deliverer, but his delivering power, his delivering movement, his, his delivering hand is provoked. God inhabits the praise, the gossips, no. God inhabits the praise. So when praises are lifted and praise is lifted and raised, God will come and inhabit. So whilst they were suffering, they were not doing anything. But a time came, they could not just watch the problem. Listen, child of God, it's not important to recount your problem. The What you must do in your problem is to lift your voice to God. And in these last days of the year, you must be firing prayer at high doses. Praying and praying as though your life lies on prayer. Because I've come to discover, today I was telling somebody, that I've come to discover that there is nothing we have prayed to God that he's yet he has not answered. It happens. And you see, our challenge is that if I pray today, God should answer today. If I pray tomorrow, God should answer tomorrow. I've discovered that some of the answers I was expecting 10 years ago is now that they are rolling. Did God fail? No. Abraham waited for 25 years. Israel had to go 430 years. We are not different from them. If God knows you can take it, he will take you through. But some people will have it very easy. Look, there are prophecies <laughs> There are some prophecies when you receive, you, you think that by the time you wake up tomorrow morning, like they say, oh, you are going to be used by God. You are a great person. The greatness of God is on you. God is lifting you to become, hey, you can walk for 20 years and never see these things. But see, in that 20 years, there is something you must be doing. There must be a groaning. There must be a crying. There must be a cry of help. Is any of you afflicted? Let him pray. Or let him gossip. Let him cry. Let him complain. No, let him pray. (laughs) Exodus. 
I like the 25. God saw what was going on with Israel. Why do you think that God doesn't know what you are going through? Every single challenge, every single problem, every single thing you are going through, listen, it has, it has been stated in scripture. It is in your exact design. And God is aware. All the bad situations, listen to me, all of us here, we have a bad situation. Like Israel. No matter how nice you think your life has become, it has a bad side. And the dangerous one or the most painful one is when you know the promise of God concerning what you are going through and it's not coming. So the Bible said that they wanted God to remember the covenant between he and Abraham, he and Isaac, and he and Jacob. God had made three covenants with three people concerning them and yet they were trapped in 400 years of slavery. Every hardship is a call to seek the face of God. Every hard time is a call because sometimes it's just a wisdom God wants to give you. Sometimes it's just a wisdom. It's just a direction. It's just an open door. It's just an open heavens. It's just one inspiration. Everybody's deliverance will come differently. The fact that God delivered Paul and Silas with an earthquake, it doesn't mean that God is going to send an earthquake for you. Your, your, yours is to pray for deliverance. Yours to pray for God's help. Yours is to pray for God's intervention. How God will intervene is not your matter. Yeah, sometimes we can pray. We send the earthquake of God. Uh, if it's in the will of God, he'll use the earthquake. Lord, I'm praying that, Lord, open this door for me. I want to travel to Canada. Lord, Bakataya, angels that open doors to Canada. Let them, ah, if it's in the will of God, if God loves you too much, any door that will kill you, you open. Are you here? Any door that will destroy you. That is why one of the most powerful prayers you must be praying as a believer is that, Lord, let your will be done. You should pray at the end of all your prayer times. You need to learn to add that signature. Because you can ask of things from your flesh. And when a blessing comes from your flesh, like Ishmael, you will worry a generation forever. Because of Ishmael, we are still suffering. Are you here? There are blessings that are not spirit. Isaac is a spiritual blessing. Ishmael came from the flesh. It was the making of a testimony from the flesh. So, I'm going to show you when God, you see, when God visits you, your heart will calm down. If God can visit, if you can, if you can provoke and activate divine visitation, something new will come out of your life. And that is why I'm whetting your appetite. A lot of us are not praying. A lot of us are complaining. A lot of us are not kneeling to pray. A lot of us are not seeking the face of God. A lot of us are not praying enough. Pastor, do I have to pray every time? If the people don't pray like that, I pray, I'm tired. You are not tired. You have to pray until the cloud gets heavy with rain. Until the clouds are heavy with rain. You don't stop praying. We pray without ceasing. 
Because in the move of prayer, anything can happen. Anything can happen in the move of prayer. When there is a prayer moving, God can move. When the spirit of the Lord is moving, God can move. I, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hold that one. Does God forget? No, God does not forget. We have to put him in remembrance to his promises. It is interesting to know that it is because of God's promises that we can pray. Prayer is based on God's promises. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. The fact is that you are praying because God has given a promise that when you pray, he will answer. When you meet a Christian who is struggling, he might have been anointed before with oil. <laughs> he will be carrying prophecies. I think the most frustrated people in life now are charismatic Christians. I can imagine the number of prophecies on your head. Authentic prophecies. <laughs> now, this when somebody calls me to give me prophecy, cry, I am afraid. I tell the person, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Because I do so. I see this, I see that, I see that. Hey. And when you are carrying prophecy and you are not seeing them, It can, be, it can be devastating. In Israel, they call it a proverb. When prophecy is on your life, you must live your life on your knees. Many people don't pray. We pretend to pray. We don't pray. We don't pray. <laughs> the, the prayer authors in our lives are dead. It's only when we come to church and we move around. Kabaya dose rakotolobo kapaya lebrandos kipaya kapapapaya rato. We don't pray. We don't. We don't pray. Your seven days is devoid of prayers, except you come to church. You don't pray. In the morning you don't pray. You know when you wake up straight to your Facebook. Straight to WhatsApp, straight to Instagram, TikTok. We don't pray. We don't pray. Many Christians have stopped praying. Oh, Pastor, there are a lot of all night. I'm telling you, people, the fire on the prayer altar has gone off. Prayer must be continuous to create power. Energy, force. No door can resist prayer for a long time. It will break. It will, I'm telling you, it will break. It will break. It will explode. Look at the dam, the Akosobo dam. The volume of the water is so much that if they don't open the valves and allow water to come out, eh? the force of the water will break the dam. Your failure is that it's difficult to overcome the flesh to pray. Prayer is not fleshly, it's spiritual. 
So when, and the devil is attacking it because he knows that God visits prayerful atmospheres and prayerful people. There is no encounter outside prayer. Write it down. A man of encounters is a man of prayer. Push prayer into your life. Make sure if you are not doing anything, if you are not doing anything about your life, not prayer. Push prayer ahead of time. Pray prayers. Load your life with prayer. Store prayers in the realms of the spirit. Pray concerning your health. Pray concerning everything. Pray, lift your voice and be praying. Every time pray. It was interesting on Sunday evening I was with some friends and the, the birthday celebrant was sharing to the people how he met me. And I was, I was smiling when he said, I met him eating gobe. Gobe at the canteen at tech. And when I pass, I look at this slim man eating gobe. When he eats one, he will Hey, prayer, I told you that Paul, when God, when he encountered God, he went blind. And God sent him to a man to, for prayer, for him, for his eyes to be opened. The Bible described the man, Ananias, I, I, I thought you are looking for the scripture, that behold, he prayeth. When Paul went to meet the man, the man was praying. Show me a man or a woman of prayer. I'll show you a man or woman who have power to advance life. Something is generated in prayer. Power is generated in prayer. Encounters. They said in Acts chapter 4, where they prayed, the place began to shake. We don't believe in prayer again. We believe only in prophecy. But prophecy must be a prayer topic. We don't even remember the prophecies we have received. We don't, so in, in, in effect, we actually don't value prophecy. But church, one of the powerful things God blessed the church with is the spirit of prophecy. Prayer is prophecy. When you are praying, you are prophesying. You are, there's a level of prayer when you get to, you begin to gush with power in your declaration. When you pray too much, your um, situations cannot take your attention. You will be dead to situations because you are too much alive to God. Prayer. Show me a man of prayer. I'll show you a man who cannot fail. Prayer. We don't pray again. We don't pray about things. You are going to marry. We don't pray about the person you are going to marry. You are, you are, we don't pray. We don't spend time to pray. Young couples are not praying into their marriage. We are not praying over children. We are not praying over a city. We are not praying over the country. We are not praying about anything. All we are doing is complaining. No, God did not call us to complain. We have to pray. We have to hold the horns of the altar and pray and make declarations. Today, I was making some declarations and speaking into my bloodline. You have, we have to pray and pray. That's why Daniel could not stop praying. 
They say if you pray, the king will throw you into the... He said, ah, that day he opened, he opened the windows towards the palace of the king and was praying loud. They put him in the lion's den. Did he die? No. No. We are not praying. We have become decorated Christians. It's a teaching service. I have to put you on your toes. You have to pray. You have to pray more. A life that is not full with prayer cannot move forward. Our knees must become callous, thick, because we know how to kneel before the Lord. They were in 400 years of captivity. But prayer, the Bible said that they began to cry to the Lord. And the Lord heard their voice. Let me show you what happens because of time. What happens when God visits? Number one. When God visits, the weight and the chains of your oppressors are removed and terminated. They are removed. That's why you must desire a visit from God. I used not to understand the Bible. When I read the Bible, I don't understand. I will read and read and read and read and read and read. And this is somewhere in secondary school, first year. I will read over, read over, read. And one day I told my friend, I said, we have to pray and break the code of revelation. We started fasting. Fast, pray, fast, pray, fast. Fasting and prayer, fasting and prayer. Praying through trying to find out how can we too, when we read the Bible, we will understand. And one day, whilst we were praying and we were reading the Bible, we were praying and reading the Bible, something fell on my friend and he started to preach to me. I said, hey, your own has come. Oh, then my own too must come. Oh, by the time we finished that prayer, I couldn't preach to him that day. But after that day, when I opened the Bible, anything, you see, the oppression of the enemy is strong as long as your prayer life is weak. It's difficult. Prayer is difficult. That granot and banana prayer you have been doing, your problem is not a granite and banana thing. <laughs> your own iron bars. In Sawam Ayombas, <laughs> ancient of these problems. And this is you, you wake up and you are flexing in prayer. Label Shundaya, Brandini Mata, Kurlondo Vozumandi and my elite can cry until there. I'll come. Lema Kayando, Shadaya, Radado, Resonda. Oh, bonfire! I said, a womb. I said, a womb. The woman tormented Jesus until Jesus gave him an attention. There, your prayer must be effective. It must be fervent. It must be continuous. Pray until something happens. Because when God visits, the weight of oppression will. Terminate. 
It breaks. It's like you've thrown bottle on the floor. It will break and freedom will come. It will break. It will break. Something is fighting the atmosphere of your life. And the devil is always on assignment. Look at Exodus chapter 3 verse 8. Came to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians. He said, and now I have come down to help them. Pray them loose from the grip of Egypt. Get them out of that country and bring them to a good land. So when you pray, the hold of the oppressor is broken off your life. What is oppressing you? Pray. Have you prayed enough? Have you prayed? Pastor, it's, it's not easy. Yes. Why would James say that if you are in affliction, pray? Because in that affliction, another power that is stronger than that affliction must come. And that is only generated in prayer. Sometimes you have to enter into praise warfare. Just praising God. Praising him one hour, two hours. <laughs> if you are below eight, 40 years and you sleep more than eight hours a day, you are wasting life. Calculate, calculate, start calculating. If you are less than 40 years and you, <laughs> you sleep more than eight hours a day, averagely, more, other 13 hours. Tinaka, <laughs> 11 hours. Eden, Ababe. Oda from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. 11 hours. Below 40 years. What prayer cloud is following you? Because everybody, something is following you. A voice is on your life. What is following you? So, when we are doing prayers and we are praying on things that even does not concern you now, just pray. Because your prayer cloud must be full. Paul said that I wish that all men are praying everywhere, lifting up holy hands. Prayer. Show me a strong Christian. I will show you a man or woman who prays. Prayer. It's not, you can meet people who have been in church for long. You ask them to pray. Then they will start, Father Lord, Father Lord, we thank you. Father Lord, keep having mercy on us. Father Lord, we thank you. Father, what Lord? <laughs> that is for crutch, children. When you ask them to pray, they will do like this. Father Lord, Father Lord, we thank you. You see elderly people in church, they be, when you ask, let's pray, they will start with Father Lord. Your prayer vocabs is off. 
You want an encounter? You need an encounter. Look at Elizabeth and Mary. It was an encounter. The thing connected to John the Baptist in the womb and immediately the womb of Mary electrified and was ready to conceive another higher version of John the Baptist. Encounters are powerful. One time I was waiting on God at Anakazu and I was doing four days. On the third day, I was lying there. You, 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 you cannot follow God looking for encounters. But you need encounters when you are following God. I was lying on the bed. I was so weak in the flesh. So I lied on the bed for a long time in the day. I have not stepped out. Almost two days. To even go and pray. I was just in the bed. I'm sharing this with you so that you will know that getting to know God is costly. God must always intervene, but we have to rub ourselves with him and grow in the grace he has given to us. And the faith, your faith can grow. It means that your faith can die. They are dead faith. You have it. It looks like you have faith, but it's dead. No injection has entered into it. No word, no power. It has not been exercised. We have failed to exercise our faith. And some of us, we have the faith, but it's dead. You think you have faith, but it's dead. It's dead. It's lying there, looking in the air. Weak. Then my eyes opened. And I saw Billy Graham at the entrance of the door. In a white background light. And was holding a golden sword by him and lifted it. And he showed me a book. I've never seen that book before. I was doubting even whether I would get the book. I showed me the book. The deception of the anointing. I said, wow. Then the vision went off. Then I called a, a, a certain man who supplies my book. I called that. Is there a book called The Deception of the Anointing? He said he would look for it. He looked for it and he brought it to me. I have it in my library. So how will you come and convince me that there is nothing like cloud of witnesses in the Bible? I have passed it. My walk with God will be strengthened by that encounter. Oh, yes. It's a, it, it, it will be, I remember when we were trusting God for our first child. I always remember that. Yes, I saw a dream. I saw the boy. But that period where I entered into a long fast after I saw the vision. One Sunday, one Sunday, I think I'm during the spiritual emphasis, those days it was 30 days in July, there is this little child who comes to sell pineapple in the area and sometimes comes to the house. So that day when we go home, this child just walked, climbed our steps, 
and came to sit in front there. He has been coming around, but I don't think I've bought from him before. Came to sit there. So when I met him, I said, ah, what are you coming to do? He said, oh, he's selling, he's tired, he's come here. I said, okay, how much is your pineapple? He mentioned, I've forgotten. I can't remember the price. Then I gave him money that will cover this for more than 10, 10 times. I just gave it to him. Then I, I asked him, does he go to, who does he stay with? Oh, with an old woman. The father is dead, the mother is dead. And I said, okay, do you go to school? He said, oh, yes, but I don't pay fees. So we added something to it. We went to the, I went to the fridge. He said he wanted water. We gave it to him. And that was the last time that child came around. I've not seen him again. It was that month that my wife took seed. As a, a, enter, entertaining strangers by so doing, entertaining angels. Well, your life must have encounters. I told you when I was in secondary school, I'm sharing this because you, you, want, you want a change. A change is God's visit. Prepare him an atmosphere. He will come. He will come. If you try to do it your own way, you will harm yourself. Human effort is dangerous. God, when God comes, he eases the work. He makes it easy. He breaks the yoke of affliction. He makes your life go in a way that you never predicted. Look at that. I mean, Carrie's temple. Hmm. Prayer. Prayer. And the next phase of the church will demand a certain high dose of prayer. You can't have it easy if it's from God. It will always demand whatever you got in prayer will be preserved by God. Prayer. And Hannah said, I asked of the Lord. That's the meaning of Samuel. I asked of the Lord. And no wonder Samuel became a unique prophet, stood out amongst the prophets. What are you looking for? Look, you can pray for a job the whole year. You won't get it. <laughs> you can pray. You pray and make sure you are praying. You may not get it in the same year you began to pray. But you step into another year. And all of a sudden, boom! I don't think that this generation we are praying enough. And sometimes I, 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 I think that there must be more demand for prayer. Not, not the type that we see often. There must be serious prayer. Sin has gone high because prayer has gone low. Because Charlie, when you, are pr- you pray for a long time, the desires of the flesh need to be subdued. Yeah. Prayer, has, prayer has disappeared. And all we pray for are material things, which is, fa- which is in fact affecting our prayer lives. If you pray more for material things, you are going to lock up your spirit of prayer. If you want to develop the spirit of prayer, you must pray for intangible things. 
more on a personal level. Sometimes, I mean, that's why we have a structured service. Sunday service, teaching service like this. And Friday miracle hour, that one, we come and release our faith. But if you, are, you want to develop a strong prayer life, you need to pray on things that are not tangible. Pray for your family. Pray for dry bones in your family. Pray for the nation. Pray for pastor. Pray for pregnant women. Pray for barren women. Pray for single women who wants to marry. You want to pray that the gospel will spread in the community. You want to pray that those who are building the community, God will help them. You are praying all this. You are praying for the church. These are intangible things you can't see. But in fact, you are seeking first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all other things will be added. Yeah. If you have one encounter with God, a lot of things. Paul had one encounter with God. Just one encounter with God. And that was it. One encounter with God is what you need. I, I remember one, one of the encounters I was praying, praying, praying. It was at Confanochi. Praying in the hall. I don't pray. Just pray. Then all of a sudden, I was praying that God should touch me and use me. There, there comes a time where you must face God like Jacob. As I'm preaching, I feel the anointing is coming on people. And you're going to start yearning for more of God. I was praying in the hall at Confanochi Hostel. And I was desiring God. And when God came, I ran away. Because suddenly, the whole room became like snow. And my right leg froze. Jesus. I was scared. The door was banking itself. Hey! I call, you know, that time I was immature, so I ran away. I, I ran, I ran, I ran. See? Now, this if you come and carry me away, I don't, I don't come back. I ran away. Oh. I went back to the hostel. Hid in my blanket. I watch here, watch here. Is the thing coming? I was asleep. I'm gone. <laughs> when I woke up the next morning, I called. I called Pastor Bless. I said, Italy, I had an encounter, but he said I could die, so I ran away. He said, Oh, I should have lied down. Should have lied down. You would have had an encounter. So where? Then he asked me. He asked me that. Where was I lying? So that he'll go and stand there and pray. This is you, you need spiritual brothers. It's not these kind of brothers that have come and say, Hey, your Mary Kay is nice, your weak. We need spiritual companies, spiritual sisters. You come to church Sunday after church. You don't feel like going home. The two or three of you, you are the corner there. You have prayed three hours, four hours after Sunday service. Every day. You know what will happen to you. 
something will break off your mind. Encounters will be common. Revelations will be common. Visions will be common. Divine directions will be common. Wisdom will be imparted. When the anointing is increasing, wisdom increases. I pray I will not go further. When God visits you, oppressions are broken. What have you asked for? You see, the, the, the problem is consistency. So I had a dream, had a vision, saw my firstborn, and the Holy Ghost inspired me. Start fasting till you see the sign from January till that August. August 8th, she took seed. I'm not saying you're going to fast before you see God. But you have to pray. So that you'll be strong. Sometimes don't you, be honest with me. Don't you doubt that God is watching over you sometimes. Be honest, be honest. Let me see. Be honest. Don't pretend. You, you, you have never doubted that God is with you. When you fall into certain problems, let me see. Mia, mia, it has happened to me before. Yeah. Hey, then we have a lot of spiritual people here. <laughs> we are spiritual. <laughs> you can get into some situation, eh? Where you even wonder whether what you are praying. <laughs> Gilbert, you, will you tell them what happened? The guy nearly died at the hospital. He felt himself going. Then he said, call pastor for me. Sunday morning, I was standing here teaching. And I finished, I saw the I called and said, pastor, I'm dying. As I pray for me, I'm dying. And it's true, he would have gone. We trusted God and prayed in the name of. Don't joke with prayer. Let us not trivialize prayer. What else should we do? Prayer is what the cheapest weapon we can use. You can use to rise up. You can use to rise up. You begin to pray and see what will happen. Begin to pray and see. Begin to lift up prayer. Begin to exercise your faith. Begin to shoot prayer. Begin to fire prayer. Every time you are praying. Every time you are praying. Oh, give yourself some time. Let them mock you. But something will come out. Let them mock you. But something will come out. Angelic activities are activated in prayer. Yeah, that is why most prayerful people begin to call themselves prophets because you start having encounters. There's no way you pray consistently and not have encounters. Oh, yes. I mean, when I dream, I forget. Eh? No, you are, not, you are not prayerful. You cannot be prayerful and dream and forget. You dream tangible. Today I had a vision. I, I, I dreamt that I was 
I went uh, uh, like a man of God made me come to his church. I won't mention his name. He made me sit on his seat and ask for seven bottles of oil and poured on me. So then he said, I come to the front and called some younger people to, to come. When they came, I saw three people I knew. Then he looked at them and he looked at me. He said, you people, this is your father. They were all men. Three. And when I looked, I said, hey, you, you, you. Then I woke up. Encounters. God is communicating. God can communicate to you. That thing that is bad, in that situation, cry like the people of Israel. They prayed and the thing went up to God. And God had to arise and let his enemies be scattered. Stop playing around. And go on your knees in prayer intentionally. Let your womb be filled with the Spirit of God, not with foolishness. Let your house be charged with prayer. In the morning, you must not skip morning prayer. It's not, it's not normal. It's, it is not religious. It is life of the Spirit. It's a normal Christian life, not to miss morning prayer. It's a normal Christian life, not to miss morning prayer. Oh, don't say, oh, you let me go to work and come. Or when I get to work. When you get to work, what prayer are you going to pray? Oh, when I get home. What prayer will you pray when you get home? When you've not prayed in the morning. There were times of prayer, hour of prayer, Acts chapter 3. Let me end here. The prayer thermometer is low. It's reading low in your life. Yeah. Some of you, you cannot even fast again. When they say you fast for three days, you do one day, 9 a.m. But they do 9 30, and I get in the I say, I'm going to Now, Peter and John were going to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. The hour of prayer. That means, you see, you can't just wake up and just go to work. Even in your car, you will not even be playing any proper song. You are listening to politicians and they are annoying you and you are insulting them whilst you are driving. Jack! <laughs> it's like you are, you are annoyed when you hear their voice. Who asked you to go and listen to them? I pray that you, 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 you start encountering God. Look! It was, it was the encounter Paul had on the road to Damascus. The supernatural is real. Though the outward man will perish, the inner man is renewed. I want you to close your eyes and begin to pray. Ask God for grace to stay in prayer. A deep desire for prayer. A deep desire for prayer. It's you. He moves you from one land to another. He took them from Egypt and took them to the promised land. When you stay in prayer, God will be moving you in the realms of the spirit. He will move you from a place of slavery to the place of abundance. That land had milk. That land had honey. You want to pray that God stare in me. I wild test for prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Le kadalaba pasha talaba bohantas. 
le kotolo mo kapaya ndele me kapaya ndubahaya rakatala mama shantala bape re kontolo mo kapama ruashaya adala la 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 mashandele me kabaya e yandele me kapama luashanda rapala katala babaya ndele ha re kondono mo shabrande andana nana mashabra katala bapaya when you stay in prayer your atmosphere will be too hot every pretender every demon everything that is around you will begin to catch fire your atmosphere will be sanitized in the mighty name of jesus prayer will bring god down prayer will bring the power of god into manifestation prayer reveals the voice of the spirit in Acts chapter 13 they were fasting and praying and worshiping in the spirit and the holy ghost spoke men who pray hear the voice of the lord you want to pray in one more minute that lord stir me up unto prayer stir me up unto prayer in the morning in the afternoon in the evening when God visits, He will change your realm. He will change your level. Atino korasa tava rapakatole mekataya rakatakataya. May God move you from being a beggar to become a lender. May God move you from being single to become a married person. May God move you from being a slave and becoming a master. May God move you from the realm of nobody to the realm of somebody. May God give back to you once again. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will not be employed, you will employ. In the mighty name of Jesus, may God stay in you a desire for prayer. A hunger for prayer you shall experience the testimony of Israel in the mighty name of Jesus may your prayers be heard may your prayers bring transformation and produce testimonies upon testimonies in Jesus name we have prayed with thanksgiving father we thank you that we are receiving encounters visitations in every area visitations in our health visitation in our finances visitation in our family situations visitation in our professions visitation in our businesses visitations in our spiritual work and Enoch walked with God and he was not visitations when Elijah was weak Lord you brought him big cake and gave him strength to move on for more periods father we are praying for encounters encounters commanding widows to feed your prophets encounters causing receives to part empower us anoint us Lord as we stay in prayer open our eyes anoint our heads with fresh oil again give us renew our strength like that of the eagle in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you in Jesus name amen hallelujah turn to somebody and say stay in prayer oh tell the person stay in prayer and pray more say we want to pray more